Sometimes in life, a wrong number is the right call. And that is the case with Don Butera. It was about 10 years, a little over 10 years ago, that he dialed the wrong number, but I believe it was the right call because I answered the phone, and I wasn't who he expected to answer the phone, but he didn't say, oh, sorry, I have the wrong number. Instead, he said, well, I'm Don Butera. Let me tell you about what I'm going to do, and uh, let's get together. Can we get together? And when you hear Don, you're going to realize that's what he does with everyone, tells them about what God is doing. And I can't imagine what the last 10 years of, uh, would have been like if we hadn't been able to partner with Don and Carol Butera. And we're so blessed to have been able to partner with them in their ministry. And uh, usually, if you're with us and you've been a part of Mount Hope, you know October, we, we really emphasize our global outreach. And we're going to do that. We usually have three weeks in October when we do that. But we were trying to get Don. And Don said, I'm going to be back in Indonesia by the end of October. But I can do September 22nd. And I said, I will take September 22nd. And I want you to come and speak to our people and share with us your heart and what's going on in your life. He's brought his brother David with him, who's a pastor in Rhode Island. We're glad to have you, David. Um, But they are, uh, Don and Carol, have left what could have been a very comfortable life, pastoring in Rhode Island. They were leading a church. They had their family here and nearby and could have stayed here for the rest of their life. But God said, you got to go. And uh, what I love is a couple that says, God, if you're telling us to go, we'll go. And they left their comfortable Rhode Island, New England life to go to Indonesia. And you need to hear his heart. So would you welcome Don today as he comes to share all that God has done? Love you, man. Love you, man. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, uh, I do feel very, very comfortable here. I feel uh, at home. And uh, you have a great pastor. And I don't say that to every church. He didn't tell you the whole story, but yeah, I called the wrong number, and, and then, you know, he said, well, maybe I'll support you. You're not really in a, in a real, uh, you know, because you guys want to go. Well, I should say this. You guys want to go where the gospel has never been preached, and actually, that's one of our heart's desire, my wife and I. Uh, in, uh, we, we're in Indonesia, and um, there's hundreds of, I want to use the term, never been reached people. What that means in all of history, there has never been uh, a proclamation of the gospel. Uh, and, and I don't know about you, have you ever met somebody? See, when you, here I go, fourth gear, trying to slow down, slow down. But like when you say to anybody in the United States, anyone, anyone in the United States, if you say, you know, Jesus, you know, there's a, there's a you know, it may not even be the right one, but there is a recognition. You know, but if I, if I walked up to you and I said, well, next time you pray, next time you pray, I want you to pray in the name of uh, Kursi. No, no, nothing, nothing. See, there's nothing. And, and so that just means chair, by the way. Um, <laughs> One of the things that the Lord has put on uh, my wife and I's heart is, especially me, is, uh, is to go to these places and, and to, uh, to bring the gospel to places that have never had. The, the Bible says, Revelation says, every tribe of every nation. 
which means we got to get busy. I don't know if you've heard where they say uh, that, the, the, like, you know, they, they, they give the stories where uh, now some people, uh, Muslims, are having, like, dreams about Jesus. They're having visions of Jesus. We get all excited. I don't get excited about that. And I'll tell you why I don't get excited about it. I believe that is Jesus so hungry, so desirous to bring the gospel, and that's our job that he does it for us. I don't want to go to heaven and hear, that was your job, I took it over. Come on now. So my heart's desire and, and is, is to get into five, to get into five it's not simple. I'll tell you a little bit about how unsimple it is. Um, but to get into five never been reached people groups. It takes time. And, and, and I'll explain how we do it. But um, right now we're in two. So I've told my wife, you know, I want to get in five. When I get into five, I can die. She said, hurry up, please. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, but it, it, it's, it's so much Fun when you see people like I remember we went to we had this one lady she came and she heard uh, she heard a message and she said hey can I have lunch with you you know this is someone who just never heard anything you know and uh, and so she came and sat down and we we're having lunch and she said uh, she said hey I just I had this strange thing I was I was meditating and you know I've been meditating and all of a sudden I have all this like all of a sudden I'm in this like darkness you know, and then this, this light comes, and it feels good, but I just don't understand it. I said, can I read some scripture to you? Because I just thought of this verse, and out of John chapter 1, it says, the light uh, shined in the darkness, but the darkness could not comprehend that. She goes, that's, that's it right there. That's it. Now, honestly, I did not know it, but I happened to look down, and I looked at the next verse, so I read the next verse, and it said, and there was a man who came to explain the light. She goes, that's you! That's you! You know, and it's so much fun to see people come to Jesus who has never, ever heard the gospel. I told this uh, story in the first gathering. I, 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 some I do, some I just, I just talk. I just talk till I'm done and then I stop. So you give me the time. I'll, you know, you want to go till two? I can't because I have to go somewhere else. Anyways, so you're good to know that. Anyways, uh, so uh, we, if you don't think that worship does anything, let me tell you a story. We, we did this thing last year. We called it uh, Summer Missions. We did, uh, we did this kind of tour around our island. Uh, and we did eight places in 11 days. It was off the charts crazy. I don't know why we decided to do this because I don't know how you can do it. But we, and when I say eight places, we put up a whole uh, stadium size or football field size uh, stage that, with the lights and everything. And we do all day uh, 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 medical clinics. We do uh, programs for kids. We, do, we go into the schools. We do abstinence programs that always turn into prayer sessions. And, and, then, uh, and, then, we do, uh, and then at night, we do a concert. It's a, it's a football field size concert. It's crazy. It's really tiring. It, it, but, you know, so we went to this place, and, and we went to six of those places that had never had an open proclamation of the gospel. I guess, oh, man, I just, I just get fired up when I think about getting to do that. Isn't that, don't you want to do that? You know, like, you know what? For the first time in the last, uh, you know, 30 years, I've been following Jesus for about 30, 35 years uh, I could never find the guy who led me to Jesus. And only last week, 
I found him. Uh, I don't know how I found him on the internet. I don't know why I never could find him before. I found him. He doesn't even know I'm a missionary. Wow. And I wrote him, and, and I found out he lives in Vermont. And I wrote him. I said, just want you to know, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for introducing me to Jesus. Like, don't you? You know, I, I've done, I think I've done this in this church before, but I, probably not to you. You know, <laughs> don't you want someone to walk up to you and say, Thank you for introducing me to Jesus. Heaven is really a cool place. Yes. Don't you want that? You know, he's not going to go, wow, it's really, really a nice place. Thanks, thanks. He's not going to do that. He's going to go, thank you, thank you. Right? Come on. Heaven is amazing. We've got to lead people to Jesus. Because you know what? I don't know you, but I'm going to be able to spit. I know, she's backing away. She's nervous. <laughs> I don't know you, but I'm going to be able to spend a thousand years of eternity with you and never touch, come close to the infinity that I, time I have. Right? I'm going to get to know you. Yeah, sure. I'm going to get to know you in a nice, you know, in a really, I'll get to know him in a deep, deep way. But there are people whose time is limited. We're going to stop spending all our time with people we're going to get to spend time in eternity with. Come on now. You know? So we went to this one place in Singaraja, and in Singaraja, it never had an open proclamation of the gospel. It was kind of set up where there was a stadium. It's like, a, uh, like a, almost a college where there was the stands were here. It was some open areas, and then there was like all these dorms and restaurants over here. Never open proclamation of gospel. Now, the island we're on, they, there's a lot of friendly, well, I wouldn't use the word friendly, but there's a lot of spirits. Let's just say it that way. I'll just make it easy on you. Uh, they're, they're all over the place. Um, by the way, they're right here in this room today. Uh, actually, after you get them worshiping, probably they left. Um, and uh, that's good. Uh, and so, but in there, it's very, very, you know, yeah, we do a lot of that fun stuff, you know. And so uh, as soon as we, at, at night, when we started the worship service, we started worshiping, and all of a sudden, all these people in the restaurant and in the, in the dorms, they stopped manifesting. We're talking like crawling up the aisles, you know, doing heads, you know, eyes rolling in the back of the head, all of that stuff. And, and so, like, we wanted to go in. We asked to go in, and the, 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 the Hindu priests went in there. They couldn't stop it. And, they, and we said, we'll go in. They, they wouldn't let us in. Uh, and, uh, and so then we stopped worshiping. They stopped manifesting. We stop worshiping, they stop manifesting. Now, we're talking about people who have never heard the name. Don't tell me worship doesn't open things up. If you're in need and you don't know what's going on, stop worshiping. Open up heaven. Open up heaven because the devil cannot stay. I remember this one lady came up front. I'm never going to get to anything today. Anyways, this lady came up front, and, 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 and we don't like, I don't like to... Uh, uh, you know, I don't like show. So she come up front and she started walking up and, 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 and I could see, you know, something was going to happen. So I grabbed her. I walked her in the back of the room and she was arched over the chair, eyes in the back of her head, everything, the whole bit, everything you see on TV. Yeah, that's the way it was. And, um, you know, we're praying and it was not, you know, fighting here, you know. And I was like, boy, we're having trouble getting this one. So I just got up in front. People didn't even know. I just said, you know what? We need to cast stuff out of this room. 
I said, we need only God in this room. Would you all stand? Let's join together and let's begin to praise him. Let's begin to give him glory and honor. And when that happened, boom. And if you don't think God is powerful, if you don't think he's powerful, this other place we came, this group of people, I don't know why I'm sharing this stuff, Pastor, but it's just coming out. So we, we, we had this one, they came in, it was like we were praying at 10, 10 people at a time, and you kind of get used to knowing, you know, so this couple came in, and you could see as soon as we were going to start praying for them, you know, they had like this fun thing attached to them. Let's just say it that way. You know, I don't know about you, but like, I don't get nervous about that. Do you get nervous about that? You shouldn't. You know, there's a song that goes through my mind every time I have to pray for people who have this like, you know, uh, evil stuff against them. You know, there's a song. You want to know what song it is? MC Hammer. Can't touch this. Right? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Light always casts out darkness cannot play around with this stuff. So anyways, so, hi, how you doing? Sorry, they're filming me. I don't know what she's doing. Just, I'm just having some fun. Anyways, so, so she come in with her husband and we said, okay, so we started praying for her um, and, and she started kind of like, you know, acting out, let's just say it that way. And so we, we prayed for her and, and all of a sudden you could just see the spirit fall on her. And I said, would you like the light of Jesus to come in your heart? She says, Yes. So she received Christ, and she just transformed to this ball of joy in front of us. It was such a joy to see. And I said, you sense the power of God. She goes, yeah. She goes, I said, you feel the spirit of God inside you. She goes, yeah. I said, okay, now you cast the demon out of your husband. She said, I can't do that. I said, you have the power of God, don't you? So she reached over. Boom, gone. Then she starts going around. I said, come on. She started, I started walking around with her, you know, and, you know, started praying for people. And she just, boom, healing, healing. Why not? See, you, you, okay, in the Bible, John chapter 4, right? You can put up making an impact because that's what we're talking about. Um, John chapter 4, right? The woman at the well, right? Now, l- listen to this. Woman at the well, right? We know the story. She married five times, and now she's living with a guy, Right? So Jesus talks to her. She gets all excited. She, she says, you are the Messiah. I want to go into all the town and, and tell them about you. And you know what Jesus says, right? He says, no. He says, you got to go to classes for us. You need to go to the four steps to share me. You need to talk about, you know, right? He doesn't say, oh, wait a minute. You can't go. Your life isn't cleaned up. See, we go over to someone, you know, it's so funny, we go to pray for someone, we walk over to them, and the first thing we think of is, oh God, okay, Lord, I haven't really been praying too much today. I haven't, you know, we start worrying about ourselves. That's right. Guess what? To be honest with you, I hate to say it this way, God doesn't really care about you at that point. He's kind of more interested in this guy. He's like, his love is pinned right on him. You know, so stop worrying about you. You know, Moses, I can't do it. God says, that's right, you can't, but I can. So anyways, okay, making an impact in your life. Are you making an impact in your life? That's what I want to talk about today. And so I do want to give you some thoughts. And so I just want to give you some simple ingredients on how to make an impact in your life. Okay, you need to make an impact. Like, you know, you want at least one stone to hit where you are and cause some ripples, right? you got to make an impact, right? So I'm just going to give you some simple things, and I'll tell some more stories and some things that have been happening in Indonesia. I have been blessed 
Um, we have had such favor. I, we've had the opportunity. I've baptized over 200 uh, Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. I mean, it's just been so much fun. Just to, just, and I'm nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm nothing. I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. Go do something crazy for God. Just do it. What can happen? I mean, that's, I would just say that I was just, you know, he says I left a comfortable place and, and, and I was pretty comfortable, but you know, like I'm just too, excuse the expression, I'm too stupid. You know, that's the thing. Just be stupid. Stop thinking, meathead. Just do what God tells you to do. Do something. Really? I mean that with all my heart. Just go for it. God wants to use you. So the first thing is, oh, oh, they got, okay, I got to stand now. They show me what's ahead. Okay, I don't have to look back there. I look here. Okay, first thing is to give yourself fully to people. Give yourself fully to people. And let me say this. I want to be clear. I, I, when I say this, I want to say if you understand this, exclude your family. You're going to give your life for your family. You will give everything to your kids. I mean, I don't have to think twice about giving to my kids. I'll give them anything. Our daughter had a, had, had a, had a grandchild. I think probably you guys prayed for you, so I need to thank for those prayers. My granddaughter was born in Bali uh, in Indonesia hospital, trust me, and, and she was born with what they call transposition of the great arteries. So the oxygenated blood that's supposed to go to the body was going to the lungs. And the unoxygenated blood was going to the body. Let me tell you. What am I praying? God, take my heart, man. I'll give my life, God. I'll, I'll, I'll die. I'll take, just take me, God, and replace, and, 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 right? Because I'll give my life for my granddaughter. By the way, she's the only baby to ever be born with this in Indonesia and live. She is perfectly... Perfectly healthy. We saw miracle after miracle after miracle. We had one statement. We said, God gets all the glory. Day two, God gets all the glory. The devil gets nothing but an empty grave. Day three, God gets all the glory. The devil gets nothing but an empty grave. And we're going in. We're pulling more out. Because you woke up God. When you wake up God, watch out. See, we need to wake God up. Okay? And I'm gonna sh- I have something. God, give me a word while we're worshiping. I'll give it to you in a minute. But give your life fully. That's what Jesus did for you. He has given everything. I get this picture of Jesus, and as he's stepping towards the cross, everything is being stripped. Everything he has, everything he owns, everything he is, all his friends, everything. Even his clothes at the end are gone, and he's giving his life. And it says Why? For the joy set before him. You know what that joy was? You and me. The joy. Now, when he died, he died and there was no condition. Like, sometimes what we do is when we give our lives to someone, we give that to them and then then they go do their own thing. They go walk away. Man, I can't believe it. They didn't even say thank you. You know what? You didn't fully love them. You wanted something in return. See, if you love, and I've been sharing this point, and I think I said this a few years ago. If you love someone for any other reason but to love them, you don't love them. If you love them to convert them, you're a salesperson. 
We've got to just give our lives. And so, like, we work on this one island. I can't really say names. We work on this one island. It's 100% Islam. Now, I want to explain to you kind of what you're asking me to do, okay? So let's imagine that you have a house, and you grew up in this house. Your father, his father, his father, his father, 15 generations all lived in that house, right? And you've been Christians since day one. And your next-door neighbor, same. And all your neighbors around you, all the same. You know every one of your neighbors. His father knew his father. Everybody knew each other. You were really close. You grew up together. That's your life. This neighborhood is your life and you're Christians. How do you think you would feel if four Muslims started walking down the street talking to your kids about Allah? How do you think the neighborhood would react? Yeah. Why? What? Yeah. There's no love there. There's no thought there. There's just coercion, really. That's what, in a sense, you're asking me to do. Because in the islands that we go to, one of the islands that we're on, it's 100%, well, not fully now, 100% Muslim. And so we don't do that. We decided we're just going to love them completely. And so we've done... 20, it's now probably 30 medical clinics. We do disaster relief programs. We do uh, English programs, baby programs. You name it, we just keep giving to these people. We keep loving them. And, and now uh, they have invited one of our guys who is a believer, the first believer ever to be invited to live in their village. Wow. Nothing better. Because you don't move there. You gotta be invited there. And he's now living among them. And then last year, they had 30 earthquakes in 70 days. And 300 aftershocks, I am not lying to you. The earth was just shaking the whole time. Right? Every house gone. Looks like a bomb went off. No electricity, no water, no nothing. So I call my boy up on the cell phone before everything went dead. Uh, yeah, I won't say his name. Anyways, he, he, I said, man, I'll get you out of there, man. You are my boy. You, your family, they need to be taken. We care. We love you. I'll bring you down to the city. You can live in a hotel as long as it takes, man, because I know it's a disaster up there. You know what he says to me? I can't leave now. This is my family. I love them. They need my help. I'm feeling like it's so spiritual, man. I mean, here I am trying to get him out of there, right? Just a couple of years ago or a year or so ago, my wife's walking along with a young girl. I'm a Christian. I can't tell anybody. But I've come to know Jesus. Woo! All the effort, all the, the, the struggles, all the pain, all the money. What is a soul worth? Financially, what is a soul worth? Think about it. Think about what a soul is worth financially. All the money worth hearing those words. Now knowing that a tribe is represented in heaven. Oh, there's nothing better. Give yourself fully to someone. Go for it. Second thing is, you need to uh, get with the right people. Uh, surround yourself with the right people. Now, there's two kinds of groups. You need two groups. One, this group right here. 
the people who affect you. You need people to spur you on to faith and good works. You know, you need people to help you, help you grow, learn. You hear often that group. You hear about that, and that's true. And when the pastor says it, you need to do it. I need my wife to wake me up. Make sure, you know, because I'm like loud and obnoxious, and, you know, I hurt people, and she has to kick me and say, Donald, you didn't treat them right. I'm glad she does that. Okay? But there's a second group, and that's the really one I want to talk, talk to you about. The people that you affect. See, in this room, we are the light of the world. Can I get an amen? amen. We are the light of the world. Okay? All right? My light isn't needed in this room. Right? I mean, there's plenty of light in this room. Turn that light on, big deal. It's already being used. You need to get to a dark place and you need to shine your light. And by the way, if you go into that dark place and it affects you, it says nothing about that dark place. It says everything about you. We need to be shining our lights to people. You know, we, I had this guy, I, I love, I always hang, I love hang. I don't know about you, I like hanging around people who don't know Jesus. I actually find it fun. If you don't, it's because of what you're doing. Because God did not call you to correct people. You can't ask someone who doesn't know anything, who doesn't have the light of God in them, to hold the standards of the light. You can't do it. You know, you, you know you're talking to someone and they, they use the Lord's name in vain, you know. Don't you ever use the Lord's name in vain in my presence. What the heck is that? They don't even know what that is. Sorry, I love you. <laughs> you know, come on. What is that? What is that? That's nothing. You know, I have a friend. I play golf with him, and, and you know, he doesn't know the Lord. And, you know, he's come a couple of times, you know, to our gatherings. And, like, we're sitting there, and he's tying one on at the end with his buddies. And all of a sudden, he looks at me and says, hey, he goes, you need to go to this guy's thing on Sunday mornings. They all look at me up. I ain't going to say nothing. You tell him what it's like. He's like, it's cool, man. You go. Everybody's friendly. You know, they got a great band. You know, they do karaoke on the screen. They... <laughs> it's what it is. The only thing they don't have is the white light, and some of you need it. <laughs> right? And then he says, and then they, you know, people just, they pray for each other, and, 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 and you know, and, and this guy, he says something makes you think. It's what it is. It's exactly what it is. Do you realize when I was in Indonesia, you know, I used to hear the call for, uh, you know, the, the call to prayer, the Muslim call to prayer, right? If you've never heard it, well, you know, Allah, you know, and they, they go on. And, and I used to like, as soon as I heard it, I used to like go into the big prayer time, you know. We're, we're warring against the spirit. War! We're in War! One Sunday night, I was, I was getting ready to speak, and all of a sudden, the call to prayer came up, and God said to me, do you know what that is? And I don't know about you, but when God asks you a question, just shut up and listen, right? So I said, no, God, what is that? He goes, that's a call to know me. Why do you think people go to the mosque? They go because they want to know God. Now, mm, what do they get? That's a whole other story. But their heart is to know God. So their heart is actually, in a sense, in the same vein as yours in that way. 
But if they never get in contact with you, if you never rub shoulders with you, if they never hear from you, if they never get loved by you, how are they going to know? God forbid they should be in my presence. They need to, you know, we are, this is holy. We are holy. That's not holiness. That's not. That's fences. God says, come to me, all you are heavy laden, burdened. I will give you rests. We need to, we need to open up. We do this uh, thing. We teach English in these, in these neighborhoods. And like we always have a, a finishing thing. And at the end, we always do the, the ceremony, the graduation on Sunday mornings. So I got these kids, these Hindus and, 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 and Muslims, you know, they come and they're up front, you know, and all, of course all the moms and dads come, so we got the jilbabs all around there and stuff like that, and they want their kid to do well. And so the graduation consists of songs that they learned, you know, through you I can do anything, you know, and it's so funny watching the jilbabs, through you, getting their kids to do it. They're singing the songs too because they taught the kids the songs. It's great. But if you're not affecting people, what are you doing? That's what God has called us to do. Number three, give, and this, I'm probably only going to finish with this one, maybe get one more in, but quickly. This one, this is when I was over here and God was speaking to me. Give, do something greater, you know, commit to something greater than yourself. You realize if you do something within your own ability, it's hard to display God. And, 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 I, and, I, and the first gathering, I talked about how you get bored, you know, like you get bored with your faith because you don't take steps of faith greater than that. I, but as I was praying and we would be lifted up, be lifted higher. God, would, have you ever thought that maybe God is bored with you? Like, you know, imagine this conversation he's having with an angel, you know, and he's talking and, and, God, and, and the angel says, hey, how's, how, excuse me, how's, how's my, how, how, my hope doing? I gave him stuff a few years ago. They're still using it. I don't need to go there. They don't need my help. How do you think God is all of a sudden released and all of a sudden, like, has to do something? Whoop, whoop, whoop. My hope's doing something crazy. Crazy for me. They're way outside their ability. I got to go there. Holy Spirit, get your butt there. Get going because they need your help. Come on now. Is God bored with your life? You know, I, I was convicted because be lifted up. I was thinking worship. But I'm thinking, man, when we do something way beyond our ability... He's getting more and more lifted up. The greater past our ability, the greater he gets lifted up. Why? Because we can't do it. You know, we, we just, in Indonesia, we just jump off cliffs. We say, we're going for it. We're just going for it. We, got a, we did a building and, you know, long story, I don't have time to tell you, but God... Indonesians raised all the money for this thing. We built a, a building, a conference center in the middle of our city on top of a mall, you know, by Indonesian money. It's off the charts. When we started it, we had 150 people. We had no money. We had nothing. But God came through. Why? Because what happens is God gives you an idea. You see an injustice. You see something. You get, sorry. You see, you see an injustice. You see, you know. 
Sorry, I don't mean to be yelling and getting all fired up. So, but you see something, right? And it bothers you. I believe that's the Holy Spirit telling you you need to change it. And so all of a sudden, an idea comes floating up to your brain. That's what happens. You get this idea. And, and so if you get this idea and you go, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, you know, then the, the idea just floats away. I don't believe God gets mad at you. I just believe he, it just goes away. But if you say yes to it. See, why, do you, why, why would God give you everything you need at the start? Where's the faith? Right? I mean, if you, you have everything you need, plenty of time. I can do that. God's not needed. But if you say yes to an idea greater than yourself, look out. The Holy Spirit is coming. But that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. And I could say to you that like the one thing I've learned is God is way more powerful than we could ever imagine. Way more powerful than we could ever imagine. Last thought, I'm going to have the worship team come because I don't, I don't want to go over. Actually, I have, to be, I have to be somewhere. So anyways, but this one's important, and I don't want to miss it. It's your signal over there. He's sleeping. He's, I saw him. He's, in, he's, he's not just doing selfies, man. He's texting. Anyways, <laughs> right? Pray on all occasions. And I'm not saying, you know, get up in the morning and you're always praying, you know, God, help me through my day. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actually praying for people on the spot, right away. You know, oftentimes what happens is like, you know, you're at work and you're walking over and you're talking to your, you know, your buddy or whatever. And all of a sudden he goes, you know, I don't know, I got a bad back. And you go, oh, that's all right, I'll pray for you tonight. No, don't pray tonight. Pray then. Pray right then. And you don't need to go, oh, God. You need to do all that stuff. You just, God, you know what? My brother has a bad back. And Lord, I just pray you just touch him. I pray today you strengthen his back. And all of a sudden, he doesn't even realize he has any more pain. In Jesus' name, boom. You'd be amazed at how many times. See, I believe that when you pray, you give God a problem. And you know what? I like giving God a lot of problems. <laughs> give God as many problems as you can. Okay, math problem, right? Okay, let's say uh, 10% of all the people that you pray for, you see instant miracle. Uh, you, see, uh, you see an instant miracle, right? So 10% instant miracle. If you pray for 10 people, how many miracles do you see? One. If you pray for 100... 10. Yes, the principle is simple. The more people you pray for, the more miracles you see. Yes. I'm not worried about the other. It's not my problem. See, when you pray, you're giving God a problem. He doesn't have a problem with that problem. You know, he's not all of a sudden, you know, you pray for him and you, know, you start using, you know, Jesus. That's not using Jesus' name in vain. That's a good one. You know, Lord, I pray you bless. All of a sudden, you know, the prayer goes up to heaven. God doesn't get up there and he's not, he's not all nervous up there, you know, wringing his hand going, oh, myself, oh, myself. <laughs> right? What I believe happens is, excuse me if I say it this way, he's more like a dog that all of a sudden his ears pin up He's like, my name is on the line, and I refuse to have my name tarnished. I will show my glory. I will show my power. And God will do it. Pray for people. So, I, you know, <laughs> I, we don't, we don't, I don't, I don't have the gift of healing. But God said to pray. 
You know, recently we got invited, and I didn't pray. This, this is a team. I, I didn't pray this one. Um, we, went, we got invited to a, a, a Muslim school and brought our medical team. We always bring our prayer team with our medical team, always. And so we want to pray for every person that walks in. A Muslim girl, blind Muslim girl walks in, and she walks out seeing. I mean, honestly, I don't know who had, we didn't have faith. I mean, we were as surprised as anybody. But God said, pray. You know, I mean, we, I, I have seen deaf ears open, lame people walk, blind eyes see. So, yeah, going to Indonesia was the most difficult thing my wife and I ever did. You know, and I'm thankful. I, you guys have been supporting us. You guys, there's going to be someone that comes up into heaven and thanks you that you sent us there. I believe it. You play a part. But I want to see his glory. I'm sure you do too. So step out in faith. Do something. Give yourself completely to people. Do something greater than you could ever imagine. Watch what God will do. Keep praying for every person you see. Get mad at God when you don't see something. It's okay. He can handle it. I believe it. I have a friend, man. He's got the gift of healing. When he doesn't see healing, he goes to prayer and fasting for two days. He's like, God, what happened? He sees a lot of miracles. We've got to get busy, people, because we're going to get to spend, I'm going to get to spend eternity with you. But there are people who might not have that opportunity. That's who we're after. Amen? So I'm going to close in prayer. I mean, usually I just say, well, you know, I'm done. You know, like Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. Um, but I want to, I just feel like we should maybe open the altars up. I'm believing God for people to, for, for, for you to say, you know what? I'm throwing off every weight and all the sin that's so easily entangled. And I'm pressing towards the mark of the high calling of my God. I'm going for it. Some of you, God, how many believe here that God can call you to a mission field? Like right now, could call you. Raise your hand if you think that. Okay, keep your hand up. Now, for those that have their hand up, put your hand down if you have a passport. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because you get a passport. That means you're ready to go. Get busy. Get ready to go. Who knows? But you know what? He's, uh, can I be honest? He's not going to call you. Well, he will, but... Going overseas, you practice, you know, what you do in practice, you do in a game. If you're not doing it here, why would you do it there? Let's get busy. I know I could sit in your house and I could walk around and, and, and spend a week with you and I could find 50 people, easy 50 people that you run into who don't know Jesus. I'm never going to see them. You will. It's time to get busy. It's time to get busy to give our lives as a ransom for many. Amen? So I want to just pray for you. And if you feel like God wants you to, you know, give it over. Just give it all over to Him. And you want to just, you know, I, I want to open the altars up. Again, 
you know, I, I, I'm very bad about all this stuff. You know what? If you want God and you want to give it all, come on up. Come on. That's that simple. I mean, I'm just not a one for fancy words. Just lay it out there. If you want God to anoint you and you want a special anointing, I want you to come forward. So as I pray for everybody, just uh, come forward and, and we'll pray for you. Lord, you are everything. We are no one, Lord God. We deserve nothing, but you've given us everything. Father, Lord, forgive me for being selfish. Forgive me for the times I only thought about myself. Forgive me, Lord God, when I forgot about those who don't know you. Forgive me that you died for me even when I was your enemy. Lord God, and I still think I have enemies and I'm not willing to die for them. Lord, anoint us, mold us, make us. Lord God, we want to see your kingdom on earth. Lord, we want to see your power and your glory. I pray these things.